Welcome back to Night Cheese. As always, I'm Steven. And I'm Tim. And you have joined us. Thank you for joining us today uh, for our latest episode entitled The Impending Dread of Adam Sandler. Um, yeah, this uh, this one's going to be where we Tim and I have both been looking forward to this discussion um, for different reasons. Uh, this one is going to be, uh, again, much like some of our more recent episodes, a shared cinematic experience um for those of you who are new uh listeners uh, thanks for joining us uh years ago when tim and i um did night cheese we would always offer up suggestions to one another by sort of like many reviews and recommendations based on stuff we'd found and uh, we're we've been trying something different for the past few weeks by by uh, watching the same film or films and uh, having a shared conversation about them. So uh, tonight brings us to another film. And so uh, we'll be doing that this evening. So uh, before we get there, Tim, how, how is the uh, isolation treating you? <laughs> you know, it's been a roller coaster. More, I would say more high points than low points, but I feel like there's a, good. a general theme of like, We'll kind of be coasting along. Things will be going pretty well. And then there'll be like one bad day that reminds me that, oh, yeah, the things aren't perfect. You know, there there's still issues here and there. But but overall, like it's um, I feel like as long as the kids are in some sort of routine, some sort of schedule. Um, yeah. Things are overall really good. How about exactly. you? Exactly. I know exactly what you mean. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. As long as the kids are in some kind of routine. Um if we can keep a schedule for them, things run a little more smoothly. And if my wife has um, some semblance of a safe place for her to uh, detox uh, in stress situations, mm-hmm. um, she's been doing a lot of crafts and art and stuff with the kids. And oh, nice. we've renovated our backyard. Um, I don't know if you remember that episode. This is going to be a weird detour before we actually get into the film <laughs> conversation but if you remember that episode of community where jeff and troy found the trampoline and that secret garden um on campus and it was like this hidden place of joy and peace and um our backyard has kind of become that including with with trampoline included um so we're so uh, i was just back there today after i decided to throw in the towel on my work day and um i say throw in the towel it was just when my work day was over um and went and sat back on our our back deck and just looked at birds uh yelled like an old man at squirrels who were trying to get in our bird feeders um <laughs> and other other than that it was a really relaxing experience it's really nice so you know finding little ways to cope in uh, all of the uncertainty of the world so um, for any of our listeners who might not be personal friends of ours or have a history with the both of us, uh, Tim and I both used to live in the state of Georgia a long time ago, and I've been living in North Carolina for almost, uh, oh gosh, now it's been, it's been almost been nine years now, um, oh, wow. which is Man. crazy. It seems not that long ago, but then yeah. I look at my face and I realize it, it has been, um, <laughs> So, so with us being in two different states, Tim still being in Georgia, I just I, I need to know. You know, you and I are are probably by the time this episode comes out, we'll be under different shelter orders mm-hmm. uh, in our state. So, I mean, question on everyone's mind, Tim, is like, how quickly are you going to go get a tattoo? <laughs> you know, I okay. So, I it's funny you say that. I've been wondering the same thing because there's one aspect of me that I'm I'm very much like an extroverted 
just out go i just i i need people to to get at it you know I, just, I feed off of other people so there's like one party that just assumes i'm just gonna tackle hug everyone i see but <laughs> there's another party that i'm like i i kind of have this double take where i'm like i think i there still might be some caution yeah. and um and also and i was it's funny i was literally talking to someone else today about the idea of um now during this time it's kind of given me a chance to kind of step back from this idea that i have to be busy all the time to where maybe uh-huh. i don't and how quickly do i want to jump back in to being busy and maybe if i'm going to learn something from this or if i'm going to you know not that we have to but i don't know maybe maybe i will uh be a little bit I think a little bit more about it before I determine, oh yeah, I'm just going to go back to the way things were. Jump right out into the world. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so. thankfully there's a little bit more of a delay in my neck of the woods. I think <laughs> so we can still live in this, uh, for a while. Um, you know, I mean, I certainly hope everyone is taking care of themselves and mm-hmm. making wise and healthy decisions, of course. And so I don't mean to trivialize anything that's going on by any means, but, um, I've, I've quite enjoyed our, uh, change of pace uh, around here. It's mm-hmm. it's made uh you know saved a ton of gas. Uh, it's usually yes. about a half hour commute for me uh, each way um, uh, for my job, which is and and I have been really blessed. I've, I've been able to maintain my job during this time and still work every day uh, from home, yeah. which has been really nice. Uh, but you know we've we've been able to revive uh, this dusty old podcast, and it's been um, that's that's been a ton of fun. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, getting back into these conversations and stuff's been great. So um, I'm, I'm enjoying the opportunities yeah. that there are, and and uh, not losing as much time um, that is was normally lost in travel um, mm-hmm. and then things like that. So that that's been that's been a nice plus. So I'm trying to oh, appreciate yeah. the time that we have, and um, my heart does go out to some friends of mine and people I do know that you know. Um, are suffering economically is just a difficult place to be in because you want to make sure people can have as much access to their livelihoods as they possibly can. But when the nature of what you do puts you in a potentially risky situation, transmission wise, it's, it's, it's difficult. So, yeah. um, I feel lucky to not have to make those decisions, I suppose. <laughs> um, yeah. I can just sit back from my off white ivory tower and, mm-hmm cast judgment on our leaders i suppose i don't know yeah and one thing i think is interesting about this whole this whole yeah these last month and a half or more is i wonder also how much work is going to change like my work i think even before this our our office or my specific department you know we're we're all i moved six or so months ago to a, a writing team and we've kind of known that theoretically we could do whatever we need to do remotely we don't have to be at an office and so i wonder how much this might open up that where i don't know like how much how much things will change at work because of that i don't know maybe not maybe won't at all but i do think this brings up a lot of thoughts like oh we're able to do as much um elsewhere i i'm certainly of the personal belief that the majority of my company could be done could be op executed remotely now i have no say in that whatsoever no yeah. voice in that so um that's just something i yell out into the void but um 
it would be cool if I could maintain this, if that was possible. But uh, I don't expect it to. I think once this dies down, we'll be back into our old habits and stuff. So anyway, that was a real deviation. Yeah. (laughs) Um, um, I guess, I guess instinctively I wanted to have as much hopeful conversation as I could before we got in. (laughs) Oh gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, tonight's (laughs) a heavy one, the impending dread of Adam Sandler. So uh, Tim, uh, and, and, and if I can let you off the hook a little bit, Tim, you are not the only person in recent memory who has recommended okay. this film. Oh, good. Um, <laughs> the other person will remain nameless because they hold power over me and my job. Um, uh, both recommended the <laughs> film that we'll be discussing tonight, which is, uh, what was it? I'm sorry. I've totally lost no, my place. Okay. It was 2019 when it came out. Mm, right? Yeah. 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 2019. Christmas day. Um, Christmas day, Christmas, by the way, a great, good fantastic Lord. Christmas Man, movie. Christmas day. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, it's a me... wonderful life. <laughs> Miracle on 34th street. And ladies and gentlemen, uncut gems. <laughs> that's, uh, that's where we're going tonight. It's Adam Sandler's uncut gems. Now, first of all, um, you guys are in for a treat tonight because I don't think in the history of our show in 57 episodes mm-hmm. have Tim and I had what you would even want to consider a disagreement on a film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, um, and I will say before, before we get into the nuts and bolts of it, it was a well-made film. Like I have a lot of respect, mm-hmm. you know, for, for the composition of the film. And, um, Tim and I were texting, it's funny because in the the next episode, I don't know if it's the next episode you'll hear from us, but we both, we were both watching two different movies the same night that we would, and both of those movies would later come up in episode discussion. So we are currently recording the episode right now for Uncut Gems, which was one of the movies, was the movie I was watching. And the movie that Tim watched will come up in a later episode. <laughs> so, um, and I will save it till we get to that discussion because the juxtaposition of those two films, holy cow, um, yeah. could be more different. Um, so when we were texting about it, I think, um, one of the names that came up in my mind was Darren Aronofsky, who is, oh, yeah. um, who's this director. Um, if you guys, I mean, I don't know if you, if you consider yourself passionate about film in general, I'm sure you know who he is. Um, but he did, um, Requiem for a dream, black Swan, um, the wrestler, which was a really underrated, Mm -hmm. I I should, should say underrated. I think he got nominated for an Academy award for that. So maybe it's not underrated, but, um, and even more recently, uh, well, not more recently, uh, it's been years now. Jeez. The Russell Crowe adaptation of Noah, Mm -hmm. um, all this stuff. Anyway, the thing about Aronofsky, which has nothing to do with uncut gems, but I'm getting there. Sorry. (laughs) Is that, uh, his directorial style is one that like just doesn't turn away, you know, in the moments of intensity or visual discomfort, he will let the camera linger on what's happening. Mm, And that like ramps up the anxiety of the situation and stuff. And, um, the thing about uncut gems that stands out the most to me, there's two things that stand out to me. Um, one, I have a lot of respect for with, it was a clearly an intentional choice by the filmmakers. Sorry if that (laughs) caught on the mic. Um, (laughs) we, and then, uh, and another, which is just a, personal preference of mine that led to me not really caring for the movie as much. But the first is that, um, it, this movie is very like auditorily layered. If that yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Like, mm. There's a lot of noise in this movie, but it's like there for a reason. Like, yeah, definitely. like there's, there's no, 
there's no I say a line of dialogue then you say a line of dialogue like conversation like mm-hmm. people are constantly talking over each other yeah there's a lot of shouting and arguing and 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 it's an over a two hour film too yeah so like it's not like this 90 minute ride of intensity it's it's a long I wouldn't say it's a long sit, but it's that's a long runtime for a movie mm-hmm. of that level of intensity. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, and, you know, it takes place in downtown New York, um, and there's which is already you know a crowded um, mm. environment and stuff. So the the Safdie brothers, who uh, Josh and Benny Safdie, who who co-wrote the screenplay and um, directed, um, they uh, they really weaved together this really like almost claustrophobic um intense anxiety written thing which maybe when you're in quarantine is probably probably not a great choice um <laughs> yeah in retrospect but like it's um but but it was really i will say this as a i wouldn't know i don't know if i'd say it as a positive but i do mean it as a compliment it was very well executed yeah, like mm-hmm. it. It's certainly accomplished that that yeah. goal really well. Mm-hmm. Um, Adam Sandler. It it is definitely nothing like I've ever seen him do before. And I have seen. Uh, as another friend of mine asked me, um, at like three a.m. because I couldn't, I would couldn't fall asleep yet that night. Um, I told another friend of mine from college that I had just got done watching that and um, said that I'd never seen anything like Sandler. So like even even like your punch drunk loves or. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, other films like that. This is just a different Sandler. Like, yeah, yeah. there's very little levity, um, you know, in the film. Uh, there's, and then there is a, um, the second thing about the film. And this is the thing that really just kind of, maybe, I don't know, it's my age or if it's always just been a film preference for me, but I have a really difficult time embracing stories when there's not a character in the entire film that I can root for. Mm -hmm. Um, Not, and I don't mean that in a superficial, like it's got to be a Marvel movie kind of way. I mean, I know that's, that's definitely my bread and butter for things that I really like to enjoy and get passionate about. But, um, you know, every story will, you know, resonates harder when there's a character that you can identify with. And um, from what I can remember, I, I, I cannot remember a character in the movie yeah. who garnered any sympathy from me mm-hmm. <laughs> one way yeah. or another. The closest one might've been Adina Menzel and I don't really care for her either. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, um, his wife. And so, uh, anyway, it's just this, uh, really intense story. And so I think, you know, I'm speaking, I know it's coming out like I'm speaking negatively about it. Uh, this, this is just really about my experience with it though. Like, I mean, if these kinds of things, if, you know, if, if you, if, if you don't feel at all personally affected by a film that can produce anxiety in you by watching it, mm-hmm. then, then, I mean, give it a shot, take a look at, take a look at it and, and go yeah. through the story. But it is, um, it, I mean, it is very, uh, for me at, at best, I think it, it does fall into that category, much like Aronofsky films, films I can see once and I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? Okay. So, um, I'm going to take a breather cause, uh, I need something to drink <laughs> and, uh, I have, and I've, and I've hogged this conversation. So no, far, no, so it's just... okay. Feel free, feel free to jump in. But I like when you mentioned the layers, uh, especially in audio and well, I'll get the music in a moment, but, um, the dialogue, especially uh, from what I heard is, um, 
and and I, I I did I read way too much about this after watching it. Just curiosity, just reading into things, and and apparently they're um, in like so after the films, you know, after movies are made or films are shot, they have like these uh, scripts like for ADR for like additional kind of dialogue and recordings uh-huh. after the fact, and they had characters in the ADR that weren't in the movie because I just wanted to have like especially in a lot of like kind of the more confined jeweler. Yeah, um, areas they wanted to have other di- other conversations happening while hmm. these were going on, and so they were so like some of the producers were seeing scripts and they're like, well, "Who are these characters? We don't even know who these characters are. They're not in the film, <laughs> but they wanted to have like this kind of like it's more background noise, like yeah, noise. more background. Like you said, I literally like you you said about like claustrophobia. Like it's very you're like you're in it. You're inside. Oh man, and and we should say like like a good portion of the film the sort of home base scene is inside a a a diamond shop Mm -hmm. in in downtown manhattan Mm -hmm. uh, which is behind security locked plexiglass bulletproof doors and so it very is very much is a claustrophobic cut off environment for a lot of these scenes and stuff that take place so you already feel really confined um and there's just such high energy and intensity going on mm. in these scenes. I would be curious and I'm going to sound like a prude here, but um, <laughs> I'd be curious what the F bomb count is yeah. for this movie as well, given the runtime mm-hmm. um, and the frequency of it. And just for, for what it's worth. Um, and I, I, this, this may be another conversation for another day as to why <laughs> I think this, the one film is okay and one is not. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but just to sort of prove my lack of prudeness, I'm, I, I'm a huge fan of training day uh, oh, yeah, yeah. with Denzel Washington and Ethan Hawke. Um, I, that's what might be one of my favorite cop movies of all time. And, um, that film is, is filthy with mm-hmm. language, but that, the language in that film feels like um, it feels like another character in the movie. Like it, like it, like it, it rests right. It blends right into the culture of the film. Yeah. If that makes sense mm-hmm, to me. Totally. Um, and maybe, maybe it does here as well. And I just don't like the culture of this film. <laughs> I, I, I don't know, yeah. but, but it felt, it felt more jarring this time. And we go back to the, to the overwhelming sense of pressure, you know, mm-hmm. in the movie, yeah, yeah, and stuff, and maybe that's kind of the point. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's, it's not like oh, my ears bleed when I hear the f word. Yeah, like, but it's just I was like, okay, man, like just <laughs> take a Xanax for a minute and like just <laughs> shut up, like, and and so like I, I yeah, it's, yeah. it's hard for me that you know as we're talking this out, it's hard for me to figure out what is. I mean, everything is intentional. One of mm-hmm. at making a film for for the most part, yeah. Um, except for little happy accidents and stuff. But <laughs> I, I, I'm just curious. Like, you know, were they really trying to create more discomfort there? Um, is that just the the diamond exchange? Mm-hmm. You know, the yeah, the, scu- the scummy underbelly of diamond exchange <laughs> in New York, or or what? So I, I don't know. I, I'm I'm a bit at a loss. I'm, I'm curious. <laughs> but, yeah well as it's funny as you were saying that i was kind of wondering yeah was there are certain points where it was just a lot and i want i wonder if um because i know there are certain times where he there's certain like um spaces in like public life where you know where sometimes language just isn't appropriate and i wonder if he 
so one thing that he would do is in like these very public, very like, oh, was, he would just do exactly, like just kind of go off, just profanely laden, you know, that just this whole kind of just spewing off all this stuff. And I wonder if that was like, if it was like almost supposed to be like, oh my goodness, dude, what are you like, what are you doing? This is, yeah, well, I don't know, like maybe the I next don't know. thing I was going to say, especially about Sandler in particular, is that his character was like the king of bad decisions. <laughs> Yes. So that, yeah, that might play into that. I don't yeah. Know. And you know, another thing I was going to say when I made the comparison about training day, I really liked Denzel's character in training. Day. <gasps> yeah. Even though you're not supposed to, he's charming. Yeah. And mm-hmm, he's likable. Mm-hmm. And even, even underneath, we might, we'll have to go and talk about training day at some point. Cause I'll have that episode <laughs> to go back and visit. <laughs> Maybe we do a cop, a cop movie episode yeah. or something. Um, and <clears throat> he in Denzel and training day even had layers of sympathy. They were very, I mean, they they were very hard to find, but they were there. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, at at worst, it was a I wasn't always this way kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, Sandler's character, which is not, I mean, it's not Sandler's performance. Sandler certainly performed. Mm-hmm. I feel like he performed the way he was directed. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so he was just like, Definitely. yeah. So I I guess you know we've 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 gone on for. For, for a number of minutes right now without really talking about <laughs> what happens, uh, what, what the movie's about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which that's got to be some kind of record for us. <laughs> um, so I, I, you're going to have to help me on this one. Like, sure, I, sure. I mean, because it, it is all overwhelming. Like, I know what it's about, but trying to linearly yeah. tell the story. I, and, and that's not to say, I mean, the film is very linear. It's just mm-hmm. like, it, I guess it's all just so frenetic and rushed. Yeah. It's kind of hard to like yeah. stretch it out, and explain what. Yeah, and he's kind of in the middle of a lot of like ongoing debts or debts, and yeah. he um, every time he has, I mean, I guess this is part of the plot. Every time he has a chance, like, oh, if you just do this, certain maybe not everything, but a lot of your problems will go away. And he does not do that <laughs> every single time. Yeah, <laughs> he is faced with a choice in this movie. He makes even, the wrong one. It's funny, even things where he doesn't necessarily so just i will give one example because it doesn't really give much away um oh man there's a lot there's just a chance in order he lets someone borrow a a really nice item the the uncut gem of the of the film uh and in return to kind of like as like uh what is a like what's the right collateral yeah yeah as a form of collateral this uh basketball player kevin garnett who he lets borrow this he lets uh borrow this the uncut gem uh garnett gives him his one of his championship rings and he didn't have to do it he could have just i mean it was literally just for a day just held it and it's almost like there wasn't even a moment where he thought about it or there was a moment of hesitation it's like he's compulsively self-destructive yeah yeah and he just takes it he just goes immediately and takes it and sees how much he can get for it with the intention obviously of getting it back of course but it takes a he, current NBA player's yes. championship ring to a pawn shop. Yeah. With the whole like, oh, I'll get it back. Like, you yeah. know, he's just, oh man, he is just relentlessly Ooh. optimistic when it comes to gambling. Mm-hmm. And it's so, yeah. oh yeah. man, it's so anxiety inducing. And I'm not a person who really experiences that very much. Um, my wife does. And she watched yeah. it with me and, and I am Ooh. still, I'm still watching romantic comedies to pay off that debt. <laughs> I apologize. No, it's it's okay. It's okay. I'm not too proud to watch romantic comedies as long as they're they're good ones. Um, you know, where we're doing okay. We did Sweet Home Alabama with Reese Witherspoon, which is which is an entertaining. Um, yeah. Anyway, nevertheless, that's another talk, another time. But um, 
Yeah. So it was. Um, yeah. Yeah. So so he's constantly so he's mm-hmm. in debt. Yeah. To to loan sharks. Mm-hmm. He um he has this he has imported this this uncut gem from Africa from Ethiopia. Mm-hmm. And this is going to be like this is the big one. Yeah, you know, yeah. if you've ever heard that kind of talk from yeah. a delusional gambler, this is his big. <laughs> this break. is it. Yep. And he's going to get it appraised, and it's going to be auctioned off. Um, literally, Kevin Garnett playing himself. Kevin mm-hmm. Garnett, who is, um, I think he actually great. plays. Which is funny, actually. I think he plays for Brooklyn now, which is funny. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so he's actually closer to New York than he was mm-hmm. at the time of the movie, um, back when he played for Boston. So um, he. Uh, yeah, he comes in, and yeah, he he actually performed really well. Yeah, he was a lot of athletes act, and he did great. Like, mm-hmm. I think it was very much himself, him and uh, Lakeith Stanfield, um, yeah, uh, yeah. Who, who I'm starting to like more and more. I'm seeing more mm-hmm. of his stuff, some on yeah. purpose, some by accident. Um, mm-hmm. And his his stuff's really good. Have you, uh, have you seen ever watched the show Atlanta by any chance? So I have good news. Hulu <laughs> has finally uploaded That's the right. whole series. Yes. Last time we talked about Atlanta, I think it was during our hiatus, and um, I had wanted to start watching it, but they never had the first season anywhere for me to be able to watch, even on the FX app. But Mm -hmm. now it is available there, and I'm a big, I almost called him Troy, big Donald Glover fan. (laughs) And now I'm a big Lakeith Stanfield fan. And so, yeah, I can't wait to see that. Okay, so obviously Donald Glover is fantastic in the show, but I feel like Lakeith Stanfield just steals the scenes that he's in, he is fantastic. He's, he's so incredible in that show. So, so a number of weeks it. ago, we watched uh, sorry to bother you, which mm-hmm. was also on Hulu. Um, I, I don't know where it is now. I'm not sure if it's still on Hulu, but that first of all, weird, weird movie, but it's got <laughs> layers and, and, and yeah, that's, we, we'll, we'll have to circle back around to that one one day. Yeah. Um, anyway, Oh, by the way, this, um, based on our tracking of when we record and when we upload, mm-hmm. this episode will probably drop sometime in May. So good oh, news gosh. for all you guys. I just read on social media today mm-hmm. that Uncut Gems will be available on Netflix during the month of May. So when Whoa. you're listening, when you're listening to this, you should oh, be goodness. able to see Uncut Gems on Netflix. Wow. So, uh, check Damn. that out. Um, and if, if you dare and, um, <laughs> take a break during the time, if you need to come back to it. Yeah. But yeah, so like he's got all these plates spinning. Sandler mm-hmm. does. Like so he's like we said, as soon as um so so Kevin Garnett happens to walk in the day that the gem arrives mm-hmm. and sees it, and um Sandler can't help himself but to try to oh, play him a little bit. Yep. Um then he wants to play him to try to get him to bid on it eventually, mm-hmm. but then he gets pressured into loaning it out to him. Well, when he loans out the stone loans out the gym to Garnett, he has like the game of his life that night. Yeah. And so then he parlays that into sports betting and like, which he was already in for anyways. He was, he was a sports gambling addict in the first place. But, um, so then he starts manipulating that situation towards his own, uh, gambling. Uh, Mm -hmm. and, and then at the same time he's cheating on his wife with one of his employees and, I forget what other terrible things he's doing. <laughs> anyway, and like one of the loan sharks that he owes money to is his brother-in-law. And like, it's just all, it's all this intertwined nonsense. Like his marriage is already falling apart in the first place. And then like, he is trying to, every relationship in his life is tense and frayed. Um, and he 
never seems to make any headway in any of them because he's so self-destructive and and selfish in his decisions. So he's constantly um, being uh, doing things that that make him abrasive to the people around him um, unapologetically and self-serving. Like, I, I mean, think of like, you know, Walter White started out with sympathy. Yeah. And he ended up owning and being accountable to his selfishness, right? Mm-hmm. Well, imagine Walter White with no sympathy and never being accountable to, <laughs> to anything. Yeah. That's kind of, it's kind of what you get with Howard, uh, Adam Sandler's character, which is what well, was so hard. But, um, but anyway, so it's, it, there's, it really is, it's a, um, uh, what's the word I'm trying to think of? You know, as a thriller, it's, it's, it's really, um, really intense and like uh there's there's a lot of guessing and and uh, high pressure moments and stuff and it doesn't always make you feel claustrophobic i will say there is a i, I said earlier there were like i think i said there were no moments of levity at all <laughs> there there was one moment that made me laugh out loud unexpectedly but you kind of have to be of a certain age to get it and it's a cameo by um john amos um, who, if, if anybody's old enough to remember the TV show, good times, um, he was the dad oh, yep, 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 good yep. Times. and Adam Sandler is like taking his son. He has to go to his side chicks apartment, the apartment he has with his mistress for something, um, while his mistress is not there and his son is with him. And so he's trying to manipulate a situation so his son doesn't go into the apartment so he's trying to get one of his neighbors to let his son use his bathroom and he knocks on the door and he goes and he's just like oh gosh it sounds like <laughs> I just, i'm not i'm not i'm not trying to be like this tim and i'm not trying no to make no don't worry <laughs> political statements but it's very he's very trumpy in a way mm-hmm. it's like it's like he can't let a sentence breathe yeah. without trying without trying to oversell it you know what mm-hmm. i mean like, yeah. it's like, oh, yeah, you're going to love this apartment. This is the best apartment you've ever seen. You know, the, the, you know mm. it, it'd be like that kind of thing. So, like, he's like, yeah. knocking. he's like, yeah, let me go. Let me go check out my neighbor. Like, these these are the best neighbors. Like, you know, just saying unnecessary, mm-hmm. uh, exaggerating comments. And so he knocks on a neighbor's door. He's like, yeah, yeah, there's a guy here, lives here. Um, he was the dad on Good Times. And I'm like, <laughs> in the world. And it really was. <laughs> and it really was the actor who was the dad on Good Times. So I don't know if they did that just as a joke or if he really was playing himself. Um, but, but either way it's, uh, it's pretty funny. Like the weekend is in the movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> too, which was weird. Um, anyway, so it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's intense. It's, mm-hmm. uh, and it, is, yeah. it does have at least one funny moment in the movie. Uh, if you recognize it and then, um, <laughs> But yeah, it's it's and I should say too, it does have a ninety-two percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. It's it's got a, uh, and the let's see, I think it's Metacritic. No, the average rating on Rotten Tomatoes is eight, uh, is eight and a, like an eight and a half out of ten. Um, let's see, I was trying to find the Metacritic score, but um, what I'm looking at isn't showing it right now. Anyway, really positive reaction. Um, oh yeah, mm-hmm. Metacritic gave it a ninety out of a hundred, okay. um, which is really high for that. Um, for them and and uh, and I mean Sandler and the and the film they they they've won some some awards um, mm-hmm. as a result of it a lot of like Independent Spirit Awards and uh, New York Film Critics and stuff like that yeah so, I will I will say uh, for, 
whatever whatever said about the film one thing that we have to touch on is, or i mean we've already talked about him but one thing we have to just the the center of the film adam sandler is so oh what a role i mean he is like he was like he, he demonstrated Howard a lot perfectly. of range yes yeah. he and it was weird because i feel like it was a, you know obviously a serious role but he had some of his like manic so like some of the stuff he draws from like some of the stuff from his comedy just the yeah. odd the quirks the he there's some incorporation of that not in he doesn't try to be funny but just his his i don't know his comedic personality sometimes it kind of mixed with his serious role really well and it was just yeah. a fantastic performance i i was i was blown away i was there were so many scenes where yeah i yeah, I just how they how he came to this, how he chose certain actions, certain ways of doing things. I was just really, really impressed by. Yeah, he um, <clears throat> he I mean, he certainly owned that role. Yeah, he, um, and it's not a one man show. I mean, oh, film yeah. either. Like, yeah. I mean, he, he certainly is the bulk of the film for, mm-hmm. for sure. He's the he's the center of the universe there. And, and all the other characters are kind of existing in reaction to him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but they do, they do carry their own weight a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and surprisingly yeah. like Kevin Garnett does really well. Mm-hmm. Um, like Stanfield's really good. Yeah. Um, and honestly, Adina Menzel is his wife. She, she does a good job too. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, she's, she's really she's a talented actress as it is. And, um, but so yeah, it's, it is, um, it is a well executed film. Um, but if it, 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 I will say it lacks, um, what's, what am I looking for? Like it, <laughs> it, 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 it lacks, re, I would say redemptive resonance, resonance maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it, it is very consequential. Um, mm-hmm. I would, um, you know, it's interesting. I didn't even think about this until now. And so I hope this doesn't come out insensitively in any way. Not that I think that I'm trying to say it insensitively, but you know, a lot of times um, I will draw um, faith-based comparisons to things when we talk about film. If I see that it applies uh, and that kind of stuff, and uh, because that's a lot of it's a lot of what I appreciate about film in the first place, and, and it's just is the idea of story and um, how how that can tie into other things and how we look at the world and, and what we believe and stuff like that. Um, you know, I, I, one of my favorite story tropes or elements is a well executed redemption arc. Um, that's, that's not here. <laughs> um, but I was going to say this, it's ironic cause this is movie steep. This movie is steeped in Jewish culture and, the arc of this story is very Old Testament, <laughs> uh, in a way, which I guess kind of makes sense, um, in a sense. Now, I mean, that's that's just an observation. I don't know that that's necessarily any kind of intention whatsoever. But um, even as the film was coming to a close, I'm almost, I wouldn't say yelling at the screen, but I'm just like, why are you continuing to make bad decisions? <laughs> like this yeah, can't possibly, yeah. this can't possibly be a good choice. And, uh, so yeah, he's just, uh, but he's so, uh, as a character, so manic, you know, um, 
And when he sort of, uh, when Sandler like kind of is riding high, he just is completely ignorant to any consequence. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and that, and, and, and ride going along for the ride with a character like that can just stress you out. <laughs> um, yeah. and I think part of that too is, is when you've had some kind or some level of shared experience in that in real life, um, seeing that play out really effectively through well executed performances can make you feel can, you know, can take you back there, you know? And it's just like, Oh my gosh, this is what, you know? Yeah. Um, but all that to say, it's a very well executed film and I can completely understand why it gets the, um, why it gets the reactions it does from both sides, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah. I don't think that either one of them are necessarily wrong. Um, yeah. I think that a lot of this, a lot of, uh, I guess like with any movie, but especially, especially with this one, a lot of it lies on what you bring into it. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. And what I brought into it did not bring, did not give me a whole lot back. But, um, but I do, I can't objectively look at it and say that, you know, it was well constructed. Um, if they sought out to create a really intense experience with the ambience and the environment, they succeeded in that. And Sandler certainly, certainly exercised some range in, in, in a role that isn't like anything he's done before. Yeah. Yeah. So if that, I will say if that means he can use that, into other opportunities because sometimes you do see some actors who have to do almost like a soft reboot of their career mm-hmm. in order to be able to flex and 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 expand into different kinds of roles. Yeah. Um, this I, I am optimistic about what this could do for Sandler in the future with other roles. You know, mm-hmm. like um, now that he has proven what he's capable of. Are there any other roles in maybe more palatable films that could still give him the opportunity to show that side of his talent? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, one thing, so with the with Sandler's character, he was I mean, like you've he's very frustrating <laughs> to say the least. But I thought it was an interesting look at um someone who is uh suffering from um, an intense intense addiction and um and i don't even know if it's like i feel like i'm not sure if it's even addicted to like winning or making money because if there are many moments where he could have easily if he had just like set with this one you know thing but and i think it was almost like an addiction to just the that thrill the risk of yeah the risk of it all yeah I mean, and it was infuriating but it was also like and then also seeing like the other characters with their own sort of form suffering from their own forms of addiction of other things i think yeah. his uh, em- uh employee but also girlfriend you know being like almost like addicted to him in a way you know and um yeah not being able to like the idea of being even though he 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 is not yeah i don't, <laughs> but just seeing how like she can't pull herself, you know, self away from him. I don't know. It was, so it was very, very frustrating, but also like, an I thought it was an interesting look at that sort of 
life, that addiction to the risk and not that I've obviously I don't advocate for that or obviously it's a, it's not a, uh, an example anybody would want to follow, but I was but really a, gripped by that. Yeah, it was a very, I mean, listen, it was a very, um, stark portrayal of that, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and I think it is the risk because, you know, you just look at the way that he lived his life. Like you said, like there were moments where he came into money and he have, and he immediately just dumped it at something else. And, yeah. you know, he, he played risk with his, with his life. I mean, with, 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 I mean, with his, when I say with his life, I mean, with his relationships, like with his personal life, like, I mean, you know, cheating on his, on his wife with, with this girlfriend and then, um, dabbling in all these, living in all these risky behaviors and stuff. And so like, it just seemed like he, he, he thrived the most when he was, you know, dangling without a net. I guess. And it's, yeah, yeah. there's just no way to live. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So it is a, it, it's an intense one for sure. But, um, you know, so yeah, no, knowing that, um, by all means the the choice is yours, dear listener. If you, uh, you know, want to check that out, it is, it is again, a well-constructed, uh, well-executed film. Um, that just really brings the intensity and the, and the dread and the mm. overwhelming sense of just impending ness. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all throughout. So uncut gems, uh, probably now available on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, man, it is, uh, it's something else. Yeah. So it was, um, yeah, it was it was a it, it was a hard watch. Um, I, I think if I could go back, um, I don't I don't feel you know like I like I got I spent two hours I'll never get back from having watched it. Um, I probably if I could go back, I'd probably watch it under different circumstances, um, um, like not so late at night and not probably alone too. Um, and so it, it's just. Uh, I still probably would have felt similarly. I, I, I can remember films I've seen that are just kind of like, oh gosh, this film will not let up, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, kind of thing. And so I, I think I still probably would have walked away with the same emotions at least. But it's, uh, yeah, it's 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 intense stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah. But uh, yeah. one th- and I will I'll just end. I will add one thing. I really one thing I like. I was intrigued by at least was um uh, the directors um Josh and Benny Safdie. Um, they're kind of younger, you know, like early 30s, early to mid 30s. And one thing I they I just feel like they have like a distinct, a very distinctive uh, directing style. And so it's caused me to go back. And so I've looked at So this is like apparently they're like sixth feature film, <laughs> which is crazy. I mean, wow. it's they so uh, so there's a little bit of backstory. I won't go too, too crazy into this, but apparently they've been trying to make this film for like 10 years now. Um, huh. Loosely, ba- I mean, loosely is a very not a strong, a very, 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 very loosely based on somebody that their father used to work for. Cause they're, they're these two kids from Manhattan or from uh-huh. uh, New York city, at least I'm not sure what, but, um, but anyways, um, so they've been working on this for 10 years and 10 years ago, they, they just knew they had to get Adam Sandler for this role and Adam Sandler, yeah, they, they tried to get in touch 10 years ago. Didn't hear anything. Um, maybe about five years ago, tried to get in touch again. And all they got back was, Oh, he's unavailable. And they're like, oh, well, what about, you know, in a few weeks, you know, however many weeks after that, oh, he's unavailable then too, you know, <laughs> that sort of thing. 
<laughs> it's funny that you would say, so you said it was about 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah. Trying to do this. Could you imagine in his filmography? Yeah. Like, because I'm looking at it right now. Grown Ups, Just Go With It, Jack and Jill, Hotel Transylvania, and then Uncut Gems. <laughs> Could you imagine that? That roster. Oh, there. Man. Oh, man. Yeah. Gosh. Unreal. It would have been hard to follow that up with pixels. <laughs> um, for sure. Now, yeah. um, here's a question. Um, mm-hmm. So, so they were always after Sandler. Yeah, for this, I think there was, they were in talks at other times for others, but I think in their mind they were like, we got to get Sandler. He was at least their first, and I think they're always kind of hoping to get him. But because when you, I mean, when you said they were going for that long, I was curious if there was ever a time where um i think like if there I'm, are other actors who were reading have... somewhere there was some deviate yeah they were there's some i don't remember who the character is now somebody um maybe not gene hackman uh somebody else that they were talking to who was a little bit older um and just ended up not working out who was that now i don't remember that but i think there were a few that were possibilities that uh, weren't Salem. but i know early on they were trying to get him um, but they said the film, the script's been through like over a hundred, maybe 150, 160 drafts. Like they were just, wow. this has kind of been the one they've always worked on. And over time they've slowly kind of worked up, um, uh, being able to kind of risk more, <laughs> risk more, do more with their films, uh, have a little bit more budget. Um, they had a film in 2017 come out called good time, which I haven't seen yet, but, um, Robert Pattinson is in that one and that's kind of got them attention and that's what Adam Sandler saw and really grabbed onto and really loved and was like, Oh, these guys are trying to get in touch. And so he messaged them, <laughs> messaged <laughs> them like, Oh, I loved your film. Let's talk. And so, yeah, but anyway, so I've been, I've been going back on one thing that they do in this film, they obviously had a, a, a wider, like more well-known cast, but in the past they would hire. Um, and even in, in uncut gems, there were some roles that were, um, uh, non-professional actors, not actors like a lot of the henchmen and uncut gems were, were definitely people who had never acted before <laughs> or real um, loan sharks. Yeah. I mean, you know, just about some of the jewelers, uh, um, kind of in the background and other like side, you know, very, very small roles. But in a lot of their films in the past, they would hire yeah, people that just had no acting experience at all. And, um, anyways, all that being said, I've been, after seeing this, I was really interested in just, not just how they got to where they are now, but kind of that, that type of filmmaking. And so I've seen a, one other feature length they did called daddy long leg, daddy long legs, mm. daddy long leg. Anyways, it was, a uh, it, it was one again, non-professional actors, but it was really kind of similar. I think the, the main character is this uh, struggling father, um, single dad, um, who gets to see his kids just every, every once in a while. Um, but he's, you know, he's a little bit more likable than Sandler, but mm-hmm. very, very flawed like Sandler. And so you see him trying to be a good dad, but also just not being that great of a person too. And so just an interesting sort of character study in this, in this, uh, this person. So um, it was, a, it was an interesting, interesting film as well, but yeah, they're, they're, they're interesting directors. And I feel like they're these directors that are, I don't know. They're, there's something about them that I think might, um, they're like, I feel like they might be like directors to watch, if that makes sense to like directors mm-hmm. to keep up with. Um, anyways. Yeah. Well, he might. Yeah. No, I mean, I think they, um, they, they certainly may 
have some interesting things coming up um, after this, this, you know, kind of an outing. I mean, these are the kind of things that get, get their attention, get people's attention and mm. we'll probably open up more. Who knows? Maybe we'll, we'll, I'm just kidding. This, that was going to be a joke. I was going to say, maybe we'll see Rob Schneider in a different role now. Um, but no, I don't want to do that. Um, but, but for real though, I mean, I think, you know, this will open up opportunities probably for them to have, um, to have, you know, a wider range of actors or actresses, um, you know, get on board with, with maybe their next outing. Um, and they you know, probably can continue to tell some unique stories. I guess it's really just mm-hmm. up to them if that's, uh, if they want to sort of, uh, for lack of a better term, like play it indie or try to, you know, have something broader, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, that with broader appeal. So I'm mean, about to, well, I guess we'll see. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So I'll definitely check out the trailer for whatever the next one does yeah. just to see <laughs> if the atmosphere remains the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So it's good stuff though. So, uh, by all means, uh, give that a shot. If, uh, if you have Netflix access right now, uh, that's uncut gems from 2019 with Adam Sandler. And on that note, then, uh, you know, if you've, <laughs> If you guys uh, want to go back and take a look at any of our past episodes, feel free to do so on iTunes, Spotify, any of the other uh, streaming platforms that you might listen to podcasts. Uh, you can always email us at nightcheesepodcast at gmail.com. If you have any suggestions, uh, feel free to leave us a review or a comment, what have you. Uh, also, Night Cheese Podcast with Stephen and Tim is on Facebook as well. Um, and until next time, keep working on your night cheese. Christmas Day. Christmas Day, Christmas by the way. A great, Good fantastic Lord. Christmas Man, movie. Christmas Day. Yeah, I mean... I, you know, I, It's I, a I, Wonderful I, Life, <laughs> Miracle on 34th Street, and ladies and gentlemen, Uncut Gems. <laughs>